and welcome to Torah Talks Chazak's program with special guests. We have with us Rabbi Menashe Menashe Baruch Thank you for having me. Ah, pleasure, all the hours. And uh, we're going to be speaking about the life and legacy of his illustrious father, Hachacham Aravi Yaakov Menashe. Uh, our family rub for many, many years. We grew up together in the Bet Knesset in the Shul in Rigo Park. And uh, it's an honor and privilege to have you. Thank you very much for joining us. And uh, if you could start with a little background about yourself for our audience. So I grew up in Queens. Queens. With the, uh, exactly. I think you strengthened in Queens. <laughs> strengthened in Queens. Based in Queens. With, with the Miro family. And that's where I grew up till about, I was 10 years old about. And then we moved to Great Neck. The family moved to Great Neck. And then I was in Great Neck. And then I, for high school, I went to Chafez Chaim. And then I was in, yeah, we were in the old building. and ourselves. Yes. And when you're in the new building. Um, then I went to Yeshiva in Baltimore for number, about nine years in there, so in Baltimore. Rabbi Feldman. Rabbi Feldman, yes. And then I went to Adatown Call in Atlanta for three years. Oh, wow. Then I went to Toronto in Adatown Call for five five years. Traveling. Yes. And that's <laughs> that's yeah, been there in a while, yeah. yes. And now we just opened up a new high school. Bezat Hashem. Um, this, so this, this was the first September. year. This is going to be the second like, year. The second year, Bezat. So we had a ninth grade, and now we're going to have a ninth and tenth Bezat Hashem. Baal Hashem. Wow, amazing, amazing. So uh, we're going to be talking about your father, Zatal, and uh, growing up with your father in the, in the shul, in, the, in Midraj Ben Ishchai, always priding about the Ben Ishchai. My brother, Shebari Rabilan, has a sefer on Pirush Ben Ishchai. He, he uh, gives credit to your father, Zatal, for introducing him to that. Uh, what's the connection to the Ben Ishchai in your family, and your father? So my family, is, first of all, is from Iraqi, so from Baghdad. Baghdad, ah, where the Ben Ishchai was. So, yeah, so that, he was the Rosh Hashanah over there. And amongst many of the, many countries in the Sephardim, he was, at that time, the leading rabbi. And Epshelos from different places, different countries, um, different Places, Chachamim quote him, speak about him, and he was the leading authority in Baghdad. And the Iraqi Jews in specific had a very dear connection to Chacham Yosef Chaim, um, as many of the Jews also not from Iraq did, and they spent many time, many times working on his works, learning his works, knowing his works, his different works, whether he has Shahalacha, he has... Drash, he has Kabbalah, he has I, everything. I love the, the Drashot. The Drashot. The Odyus of Chadez Tafarim, it's just the Mashalim, the parables. Anybody's any, ever into it, just open up the Venish Chai. It's Kishmak, it's amazing. So your family was originally from Baghdad, and that was a connection, and, that's, and, and, and your father started Midrash Benish Chai after Rabiyos of Chaim of Baghdad. That was the whole idea. And with earnings, your father was also involved with India and other countries, if you could. Uh, so my my father was born. A lot of Iraqi Jews went through Baghdad to India. My like six great grandfathers, David Sassoon, he was in Baghdad and he was taken captive by the, they were a very rich family. And he was taken captive by the king or whatever it was in Iraq, and they paid a big ransom. They wanted to do it a second time, so he ran away to India. Mm. And he started building a lot there. There's Sassoon libraries, Sassoon docks, a lot of things over there. Sassoon trusts. And there was an Iraq community that went through um, in India. India. Riyakovilo also was one of the people who grew up with my father. He went through India. Wow. So 
there was a big Yirath community there. And my grandfather, he was the head of the community at the Your time. Your father's father. Yes, my father's father. So my father always felt uh, connections. I used to go back, even now, recently he used to go back, try to help out the few, not so many. I, rem- I remember, I remember the photos and the, I think it was videos of your father's at Saad going over there and giving their short classes or, or it was a whole uh, event. It was a whole, uh, unbelievable. And um, if we could touch upon uh, your mother, Aleah Shalom, Rabbanit Ruth Menashe, who also we were very, very close with, she would give, along with the, the Rav, give a lot of shirim for Chazak, for the women, the community, and... Uh, also tragic passing and uh, the amount that she did for college over the Jewish people is unbelievable as well. If you could uh, touch upon uh, her her upbringing as well. So her upbringing, she was born in Israel. Yes, and she was from a more Masoti traditional, traditional family. and But she always had it in her. Her aunt used to call her Rabbanit even when she was young. Wow. Um... She wasn't. So, she wasn't so knowledgeable. She was, but she was still. She had something. She said, she, like when she was a young girl, she loved Nishmat Kol the prayer of Nishmat Kol um, praising Hakadosh Baruch Hu. And she grew up. And I think when she met my father, she got a lot stronger in her Yahadut in her Judaism. And she grew a lot. And that that was. And then ever since then, she was. She got stronger and stronger. And she was a real Eshet Chai. She support, she was supported everything my father wanted to do. Supported everything him supported him in everything. Everything he wanted to do, he was able to do with her backing. 100%. And she yeah. And after she passed away, was so it was very hard for him to. He didn't have his support. Hundred percent. Yeah, I remember the events and the shirim. They were always together. And uh, as a child in the Bet Knesset in the shul, they were always together. And the choirs. I don't know if you remember that. I was part of the choirs, like one of the little ones. My brothers were the older ones, but the Rabbanitu was always in the back, backstage, back scenes in the corner, always making sure things were under control. Amasha, a, a, a couple, they're very inspiring, the way they, uh, they you're, you're going to say something as well. I, I think I cut you off. I know, that was uh, from her and my father together. And she also did, as you were saying, she was also herself. She helped women a lot. 100%. She went in with women, classes with women. She, she helped people a lot. And people used to come over to speak there. They felt very comfortable with her. She was very, she liked everyone, and a lot of people used to come just with their problems, she'd speak to them. I remember, I remember vividly, and uh, very, very big loss, but the, the many qualities of your parents, the Khamer Rahab, last memory, if you mention maybe one or two that stick out. Um, so, my father, one thing that stuck sticks out is his, his, is the Yaakov, you know, had a midah, character trait of truth, truth. And my father was very, he stuck stuck very strongly to what he believed in was right. And people tried to sway him, people tried to, in the midst of do things, get more money, whatever it was. If this is not how he did it, there was, if that, what he felt was the right thing, there was no, there was no moving it. And people offered him money for things, and, but there was no, there was no talking about it. It's not what he believed was right. And he did many different things that he, his, either his minhagim, his misora, what he felt was right at Pihalacha, that people felt like, why are you doing it like this? And because of that, he lost out. But that would not that would not phase him at all because he stuck to doing what he believed was right, and he was and he would not he would not budge an iota. That's what Emet is all about. Emet is Aleph Mem and Taf. We all know it's the first letter is Aleph of the Hebrew alphabet. Mem is the middle letter, and Taf is the last letter. 
from the beginning to the middle to the end, it has to be truthful. And that's what the Rav was all about. I meant, and I remember, I don't remember the exact cases, but when it came to Halakha, when it came to Kashrut Lemasha, I remember also the Rav was very Migdaktik, very particular. Yeah, very, like with the, even with the Mishun Yosef for Sephardim, it was very Makfid, the, the Beth Yosef, a lot of these things. Now, Baruch Hashem, the Sephardi community is growing. So it's much easier and much more people are doing it. I remember back then, it was like, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? What is that? Exactly, but the world was very uh, particular about it. Also, the tzniut. Yes. I remember very, very much with the, with the, with the, with the woman in the, in the woman's section, with the, even the, the non-married uh, to have uh, their head covered. Yeah, the Foskim bring that when they make brachot, it's proper for them to wear uh, head covering. And he wanted them to wear head coverings. Amazing, amazing. I met, I met, definitely true. You, 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 your family prided itself in, in the Sephardic heritage with the ways of pronouncing and saying uh, words, and uh, you could elaborate a little bit about that. Sure. Rabbi Yaakov Menashe, Y-A apostrophe A-Q-O-B. So one of the things that my father held on to, like when he had something, he wouldn't he wouldn't let go. So now, but as we're saying, Baruch Hashem, the Sephardim have grown tremendously, but when he was, when he came, and he say thirty, forty years ago, there was no Sfardim, Bnei Torah, Talmidei Chachamim, barely a few, a few rabbis, but there was no community of people, boys going to yeshivot. There was, it was not found, and all the yeshivot that we had were all Ashkenazi. So boys that went to yeshiva, the only thing that they know is Baruch Hashem, Ashkenazim have the beautiful yeshivot, but. The Sephardim, the only thing they know is the Ashkenazi Havara, the way they pronounce the Ashkenazi Chachamim, the Ashkenazi way of learning, everything, that's the only thing they know. And and these people are Tamil the Chachamim, so they think that this is the only, the boy coming to learn and thinks that this is the only way, the only right way. And he he doesn't know that there's a whole tremendous world that the Sephardim come from, of Chachamim, of, in, in all the countries, and rich, rich heritage. Which unfortunately we don't have as much. The Ashkenazim were very good in keeping the stories and whatever it was of, of their chachamim, which they had great chachamim. But the Sfardim, unfortunately, they did not. Everything was more more tzanua, more hum, more with a modest, without publicizing, and it was very hard to harder to keep them to follow our tradition because we felt like where are we coming from. So my father felt like this is something he has to he has to push, he has to uplift. And he, I'll give you examples. There's nothing wrong with quoting an Ashkenazi Chacham in your drasha. But he used to say, it's nice, but they're never ever quoted the Sephardi Chachamim. So, whatever you're going to say from the Ashkenazi Chachamim, most probably someone's going to say it, someone's going to quote it, someone is going to, but the Sephardi Chachamim, like there's so much Torah that they that they brought in. Why why should you not try to, to quote that? Why shouldn't you try to speak about that? Just for the record, lately, Baruch Hashem, many of the Shotat Chazak, you have uh, the Sephardi Gedolim being mentioned right and left constantly. So today being proud. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> saying it's a, now Baruch Hashem, yeah. because I, the Benish Chai is mentioned, all backgrounds, all stripes, Chassidit, Lutvishis, Yeshivish. Yeah, Baruch Hashem. It's unbelievable. Yeah. I take pride in it. It's really very exciting. Yes. So back then it wasn't like that, but your father was uh, a staunch, uh, you know, advocate. Yes. People should find out, even if they're going to Ashkenazi Yeshivot. 
They should find out what their heritage is. They find out the Chachamim. They should be proud of their heritage, of their background. Exactly. Also in Eretz Yisrael, a very big thing with the Sephardic community, yes. to bring back its crown of glory. And um, your family, Baruch Hashem, is continuing the legacy. And uh, there is uh, Midrash Ben Ishchai, and, and, and uh, I know there's constantly... Uh, you know, uh, events and and videos and newsletters. If you could touch upon the the great work that has been in the and the sorry in the books as well. I have all the volumes. One minute, what was it? Torah minute. Torah minute. There you go. Hit Torah minute. If you could touch upon the programs of the of the of the work that your parents uh, started and it's continuing to start with uh, continuing to grow through your your siblings. So my parents, I mentioned, they had a felt a responsibility for everyone, and that's. One of the things that like we spoke about qualities before, one of the things were reaching out to people. Everyone, they had a connection to everyone. It's true. And even even when they got older. You I remember the singles events. Yeah, very good. You remember that? Yes. Oh. We try to make shinduchim and people will come from all over the place. So they, they felt the connection and obligation to everyone. And even when they got older, usually when there's a big age gap, it's hard to speak the language. But... Even to the later years, my father always had a connection with like younger boys, teenage boys, because he always, he, there was no, he didn't like hold himself higher. He would always connect to, to with them eye to eye. The Rav would connect in his, uh, the, uh, Yaakov Menashe, whenever he would give their shots, especially at the Chazak, I would remember, he would always throw in like, uh, you know, a joke uh, here and there, like you said, to connect with the crowd. And he had cr- youngsters over there and they connected with the Rav very much. So, yeah, so they felt an obligation to everyone. And part of that was that you're saying singles yes. events. They had all sorts of single events. They had Shabbatons. They had like dates. They had all sorts of things, lectures. Um, the CDs, I remember also. CDs. Right? Before it was popular, the, the Rav was putting out CDs so people could hear Shiorim. Um, and that's also the other thing, like the Torah Minute, for example, is all people now with their phones and whatever it is. So, now it's also popular, but he started many of these things. He was one of the first people to start. True. So he, in a way, so he used to send out a short in the Torah on whatever it was halacha, parasha, whatever it was, on depending on the day. And so one, someone could read in a minute, and it was many, many people. Many people read it. Um, people really enjoyed it. People used to read. I still see. Someone was telling me he was in Florida, my sister's father, he wanted a Ben Ishchai. The first thing that came up on the computer, the most bought thing was this, my father's um, books. This is English, it was very practical. Was, he, he used to do whatever he could do for the people to be able to um, gain in the most, on the level that they were on, not trying to give something over their head, something down to earth to them. And that's what they tried. They tried their whole life to strengthen people in their service of Hashem. Yep. And they did whatever they were able to do to to do that. Yes, they did, and I'm a testimony to it. And I've seen it with my own two eyes. The amount they did for Hamisaf with the Jewish people, are constantly doing, constantly being innovative, coming with many different ideas and programs and events. Um, I, I remember that your father's Atzal had a connection to many Gedolim, or Mordechai or Yaakov uh, Hillel. You mentioned there was a Rabbi Halber um, Haberstam. If you could uh, to just touch upon uh, the the relationships, the I did very very close relationships. I remember, remember the Chaliyah. I remember when the when the when the Rav passed away. How uh, we had the Chazak magazine back then, and the Rav Benit reached out, and we did all feature about it. And uh, they were always involved. So yeah, if you could touch upon uh, the Gedolim of yesteryear, about the Rabbanim that the Rav had a kesher with. So, remember the Chaliyah. 
so it goes back. I mean, my, my grandfather already, my father's father, Allah Shalom, he already had a connection with a lot of Chachamim. Um, to say a funny story, sure. Once there was Chacham Salman Chugi Abudi, he was Abed in Yerushalayim, in Bavel, in Baghdad. Baghdad. And he came to Yerushalayim and he didn't know how to write the Israel, the, the script that we write Hebrew in. Uh-huh. So that's coming from the Ashkenazi countries. If you see all the Gedolim, how they wrote, that's how they wrote. But the Sephardi countries, the, their script was more similar to Rashi letters. So when he came, he didn't know how to write that. So the person, whoever it was over there, like this guy is uh, Amaris, an ignorant person, and they gave him a broom to sweep the streets of Yerushalayim. And their their humility didn't say a word. He swept the streets of Yerushalayim, and at that point, the chief rabbi of Israel was Rabbi Slat Nisim. When Rabbi Slat Nisim saw what's happening, he's like, are you guys crazy? You know who this is? And he became Abedin Yerushalayim wow. from swimming in the streets of Yerushalayim. Wow, wow, wow. So, so, my, so he once, my, father, my grandfather used to come visit, and as he said, a limo used to come and pick him up and take him to, this is, happens to be Rabbi Yitzchak Nisim. And he used to speak one time, and every time he, sorry, every time he would come, the Arabs were like, here, to see this guy. A limousine's picking him up, and they're like, they used to speak with him, about him, and make fun of him in Arabic. And he spoke. So one one day, instead of him going to Rizak Nassim, Rizak Nassim came to him. And they were sitting and speaking in Arabic, and all the Arabs were shocked. So, so they already had a connection to the, a lot of these Chachamim, and, and they had a connection also with my grandfather, and my father um, had a connection to, he used to speak in, in Halakha, um, in different things, and also Riyakov Hillel, my father spoke quite a bit to Riyakov Hillel. Um, when he came to America, he spoke to, came to my father, and when my father goes there, he used to, he used to go there, speak to him. After my father passed away, and some of my sisters still in touch with him. Wow. Um, and yeah, and Rabbi Halberstam also to my grandfather. My grandfather, Rabbi Halberstam's father, Sinai Halbert. That's, that's the son. Yeah, so his father, that's why my father was close. His father came from Europe to India. I'm not even sure why. And my grandfather was the one that took care of him. And somehow their children also became became close. So yeah, my father had, he was connected. He used to, he used to, he used to be in touch. He used to speak to them about different things, different advice with these people with halachic questions he used to speak to these people and it was a it was a big merit for them for my father to be able to be connected to such such people who's representing the, the people are probably thinking your name is Rabbi Menashe Menashe how is it to have the same first and last name how did that come about <laughs> so I'll start with this the Iraqis most of many many of them their last names are first names so remember Yaakov Hillel Yaakov Hillel the first name yeah and Yaakov Hillel from Avadi Yosef but so Yaakov right. Yosef his last name was Avadia okay very good so it's the same thing so how did it change again he, he changed he changed he changed it uh-huh. so well I think the Pshad is they got the last name from someone important in the family mm. that's what it's called by me it's Meiro so, yeah. so it was my great grandfather Meir. So Meir became Meir of, they just added. Exactly. It's also first. So once he's an important person in the family, and so that, that name is in the family, so it ends up, so it's, an, and it's, a, it's a last name, and it's also a name in the family, so it ends up. So so Menashe was a, was a name like? Like great-grandfather. Great-grandfather. So your father's grandfather. 
My father's been a father. Oh, wow. Very, very inspiring. The life and legacy of Rabbi Yaakov Menashe. Like, like I mentioned, I'm, I'm a testimony to the work that they've done for this community, for the great and community. How many people became Baalei Tshuva, uh, repenting and getting closer to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, to God Almighty. I see people all the time and they we always reminisce, you know, the days of old growing up and uh, so many people went through the, the shul doors and grew in Halakha and Torah and Mitzvot. So uh, we have a custom of Minyag on Torah Talks, a, a final message if uh, the rabbi could share with us all. So a final message, maybe we'll speak about just the Midav Emet a little bit, like we spoke about earlier on. Yes, Titan Emet Yaakov, like your father's first day. Yes, so just, as we said, my father didn't stray at all from Emet, as you were as you were saying, Aleph, Mem, Tav, and then it says that sometimes people think we'll stray a little bit from the Emet. I do admit mostly, right? But first of all, the when you're trying to give off to your children, if they see you're living a, a double life, that's the worst message you could possibly be giving. If they see a, a truthful person at home, so even when sometimes, unfortunately, we see things that on the, in the newspaper or wherever it is that people that you might think are good, but they were not so, unfortunately, not often, but sometimes we see, but you could give over to your children. You see that home not like that. And you can give over to your children. Most of the time, it's not like that. This individual, and they have, they have, they have a backbone of emet, and they could, they believe what they're being taught. When it's not the way, when they see mixed messages at home, it's impossible to properly raise children. It's impossible to give over a message. There's no, there's no truth. So it says, person sometimes wants to take most of the truth, right? Take about off a little bit of truth. Okay, I ninety nine percent of the time I say truth. Sometimes I lie. So the Maral writes, emet. If you take off a little bit, the aleph, mit. Aleph mit. Dead. Dead. Ah. So it's a it's a it's a powerful powerful message that a person has to live his life truthfully in everything. And the person's never gonna if a person realizes that Hashem wants him to say emet, truth, he's never gonna lose by listening to Hashem. And a person should try his best to live the life of, of a myth, of not not giving in for the things that are incorrect, not doing the things that are incorrect. A person lives truthfully his whole life as the life of a myth, and he'll only do the right things. So it's a really good things, a beautiful message, powerful message. People should also be met with themselves, be truthful with themselves. Many people say, I can't learn, or I can't do this chesed, this kindness, I can't do this, I can't pray with concentration. If you're truthful, you know yourself. If you work on yourself, you could do everything. Your parents should continue to go eyes, eyes, places in Gan Eden. You should be zochetzet as you see the geulah shemav right now before tishah ba'av. That we should as you have the rebuilding with the Beit Hamikdash with chiyat amitim with the resurrection of the dead. We should all be together again. I want to thank all of our partners and 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 podcasts and platforms and. Especially shout out to Tori anytime for hosting our podcast, Baruch Hashem. I lost track of the number over 110 episodes already. Amazing feedback. We really appreciate all the feedback that people send in. We get the messages and it gives us a lot of Kizuk inspiration, uh, suggestions for future guest speakers. Always welcome. Dedications always welcome. Info at chazak.org, info at chazak.org. And the Chazak's mission right now, it's the summer months. Uh, we're full force with the Yeshiva placement for the September school year. If you have a family member, a friend, a neighbor that goes to public schools, reach out to Chazak, we'll hold the air, and they will guide them to the right uh, Jewish day school with the Jamzel. If not, we have after school programs, Sunday school programs, we have teens programs, we have a new youth center right now here in Queens. 
but we have programming throughout everywhere and anywhere working on Canada Hashem, together with the rabbi and visit uh, the uh, reach out to the organization uh, we're always ready willing and able to visit the and do more thank you very much